Hi, everyone. So happy to be back. Um, Welcome back to another episode of Everything and Nothing. I'm your host, Jaden Scalise. And I know that you're probably mad at me right now because I said that I would be recording every week and then I didn't. Um, so, yeah, school, I didn't expect it to get that busy, but it did. And I don't know, it just became kind of hard to record some episodes, but um, I'm back and I have a lot to talk about. And I don't know, I've been feeling particularly inspired recently to record a new episode about some stuff. Um, so perfect opportunity. I have finished all my homework today. It is a lovely Sunday afternoon, evening-ish. Um, and I have nothing else to do. So what a perfect little time for me to record a new episode. Um, so it is week nine. That shit is crazy. Um, it's week nine of the quarter, week we're we have 10 weeks in our quarter and then one fine one week of finals um so like technically 11 but yeah we're on week nine that's crazy um this quarter has gone by so fast it's kind of unbelievable um at the same time it feels like it's been forever but I don't know how you know how in school it just kind of gets like that it goes by so fast but it still feels really long whatever um but I know that last episode I kind of talked about some of the stuff um, that have been bothering me lately. Um, I don't know. This quarter has definitely been hard. Um, Not in like, not in the same way that my first, like last quarter was hard. Last quarter was hard because school fucking sucked. Like my classes were really fucking hard. Um, My classes are still, you know, challenging. I'm not going to say they're easy. But I think I've just, it's been harder um, emotionally and socially, you know, just because like basically all of my friends are abroad and they're not here. So that makes it tough, obviously. Um, I mean, I've definitely made some new friendships and like fostered growth in some friendships that I previously hadn't and I've grown closer to people that I wasn't really close with before um which I'm so grateful for um but it still has been kind of hard not having you know a full house here um I will miss how quiet it is though because I sleep like a baby without you know everyone yelling and screaming and doors opening and closing whatever um but I'm really excited for um, all my friends to get back. Um, the only thing is like being here without with like a large portion of my grade, like my class of like 2024 being gone abroad is that there's like virtually no plans ever. Um, which means I <laughs> when I, I'm like wish I was kidding when I say that I literally have not had plans for the past nine weeks. Like literally none and you know that I definitely thought of it as like a time like oh this could be great like I'll focus on myself like blah 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 blah. like yeah that's definitely been good like my life is absolutely drama free um but at the same time not having plans to like do anything when you're 
the ripe age of 20 and a junior in college, like that also kind of sucks. Not that I'm saying that I would like to be just like shit face drunk every night, but like having plans to go somewhere or do something with friends is kind of nice. And we definitely didn't have that this quarter. Um, I spent a lot of time on the couch watching TV. Um, I've been through Project Runway, America's Next Top Model, Scandal. We're currently binging that right now. I've probably gone through Friends like five times over. Um, So that's like pretty much all that my plans have ever consisted of. Um, I definitely have detoxed my whole body like I haven't like smoked weed or drank alcohol in like actually like months um so I'm feeling like healthy wealthy and wise right now um but like I said I'm really excited to be getting closer to the end of the quarter which means that I get to go home which I am so excited about I don't think you guys understand like my home to me is you know this like my favorite place in the entire world my safe space everything like being by the beach and going to the ocean I know how like cliche that sounds and how like stereotypically like southern California that sounds but like the ocean and the beach is like where I'm the happiest it's where I feel most me and I've been away for three months which is probably the longest I've ever gone without going home um not to mention seeing my dog. I don't think I realized how hard it would be to be away from my dog. Like, again, that also sounds cliche and stupid. But like, like, I don't know why the having an animal around in the house, whether it's a dog, a cat, whatever, like a fucking turtle, I don't care. Having like an animal around it just makes life better, period. And being at college, like I miss my dog so much. I would give any I would literally cut off my left arm to have my dog sitting in bed with me right now because of course I'm filming this not filming I'm recording this in bed as I always do and I have um pictures of my dog like in the on the wall next to my bed and I look at those pictures every night and I literally I like phys- it physically hurts me to be away from my dog and I am constantly pestering my mom and dad I'm like texting them can you send me a picture of Zephyr can I get a video of Zephyr like, my entire camera roll is just my dog. Um, and I fucking hate when people, like, go on and on about their dogs. But, like, look at me doing that right now. Um, but, yeah, I'm very excited to go home. That's what I've been trying to say. Um, but, like I said, because I haven't had plans and I haven't been super social, I've had a lot of time to myself. And um, I've had a lot of time in therapy which is great we love that um it's again it's weird going from having like therapy 15 hours a week to just one hour a week I feel like I'm still adjusting to that even though it's been like almost six months but um it 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 feels weird and I do like I love like my therapist now um But I do miss kind of like having like knowing that I'm going to get to talk to somebody tomorrow about whatever fucking problems I I encountered today, you know. Um, Yeah, therapy's been going pretty well. And there's some stuff that I wanted to talk about because 
I've had some realizations. I've been kind of recently having lots of realizations and you know when you kind of like have that moment like it literally feels like a light bulb going off in your head and you're like oh fuck you know like those type of moments that can either like make or break (laughs) like your whole life it feels like your whole life comes like crashing down I feel like I've had some of those moments um and I didn't think I was ever gonna have any of those like big huge realization moments ever again after kind of having like a plethora of them over the summer because that's like basically all I did was have these huge realizations like every single day about my life and my behavior and whatever goes on in my head and I thought yeah I probably got through like 99.9% of all of my shit in that four months Um, and I didn't think that I would be doing any more kind of like digging or you know, coming to these really big conclusions. Um, But once again, life just fucking surprises me and loves to throw things at me. So it's kind of been hard. I think that this definitely started probably like a couple weeks ago. Um, It's more recent. Um, I don't know how much I want to get into it because I don't know if I'm ready to talk about it um, like publicly yet. I guess that sounds weird um, because I basically share my whole life story with you guys. But this one I'm still kind of processing and working through and hopefully I'll be able to share it with you soon. But I don't really think that it's the time right now. So but it's basically led me to start doing a this thing called EMDR which is a form of therapy that I did over the summer um for like the last I'd say probably like two months that I was in treatment um and I'm gonna do my best to explain this but it's kind of confusing so um EMDR is stands for um eye movement resensitization wait no desensit I (laughs) let me try this again I movement desensitization reprocessing EMDR um and like it kind of reminds me of like hypnosis and not like the kind of hypnosis that you see like you know like your school like your school assembly or whatever um but it the premise of it is basically um you think of kind of like you have this one like really difficult memory either it's like traumatic or it's been difficult for you to process it or whatever um and EMDR is kind of a form of exposure therapy um and basically you think of this memory you have it you lay out all of the details with your therapist you like very much you want to visualize what it looks like what it felt like in that moment all like and you want to get down to every single little detail about it and um then you kind of come up with some you know things that you probably took from that situation and they usually are in the form of like an I am statement I am selfish I am uh, unkind I am a horrible friend you stuff like that like like really deep horrible things that you kind of think about yourself that you could have pulled from that moment um and from there you your therapist basically will like 
like read back some of the stuff that you said, like setting the scene of what had ha- had been happening at that time. Like, oh, like you're sitting in a chair and you're looking at this and this is what you're seeing and this is what you're smelling and this is what you're feeling. And um, basically you're going to try to put yourself back in that situation, like in your head, imagining it. And I know it sounds stupid, but I'm not done. And then while you're thinking about that and you're visualizing yourself in this space, you either follow your, it's originally used with eye movement. That's why it's called eye movement, whatever. Um, But you basically follow your therapist or whoever's finger as it moves side to side, like, like laterally. And you can do this either with the eye movement or you can do, um, I've done like kinds of like tapping, like tapping one leg and then the other and like an alternating pattern, like speeding up, going faster, going slower, whatever. Um, and it's kind of this bilateral movement that is part of the therapy. Um, and for me, that's why it kind of feels like hypnosis. Um, but what's so fucking weird and I still like have not been able to figure this out is that when that starts happening, when that, you know, your eyes start moving or you start feeling that tapping or I did it last time with like these buzzers that I like held in my hands. Once that bilateral like movement starts happening for some reason, please, if you are like a neuroscientist, please explain this to me. But for some reason, when that movement starts happening, your body immediately goes back into exactly how it was that during that memory you're thinking of. Like, you know, if I I'll give you an example, like the memory that I um, focused on the most over the summer was um, a memory from preschool. So you usually want to go back to like the earliest memory that you have that was either like unsettling, like, you know, whatever. For that specific memory, like my therapist had asked me, like, what when was the first time you remember feeling alone, vulnerable, or anxious? And it was this one memory from preschool where, like, my <laughs> I don't know if I've talked about this before, but my um the preschool that I the first preschool that I went to, um, like I went and they took my like blanket, you know, my very special blanket, and they wouldn't let me have it all day. And I fucking hated that place. Like I still like to this day remember how I fucking hated that place. Um, so that was kind of the memory that I was thinking of. And that is exactly like how my body was kind of feeling in that moment, that like panic and that like tenseness and like exactly how you would feel if it was happening right now was happening in my body. Even though in my head, I know exactly what's happening. I know I'm in a room, like sitting on a couch and that I'm now 20 years old and not like a two year old, like for some reason, your body just immediately starts responding, which is fucking crazy. And I don't understand. Um, (laughs) but I immediately like start my breathing starts getting super shallow. I start like almost hyperventilating. I get super tense. My eye, if I have my eyes closed, my eyes start like kind of going back and forth super fast, um, under like my eyelids or whatever. That's kind of TMI. But, um, you're basically your body just responds in like this very crazy way. Um, and you do that for however long your therapist does the bilateral movements and then you stop and then you kind of go over what you're feeling now. Like, 
I'm feeling, you know, still really tense or, you know, you talk about what you were thinking in that moment. Like, oh, I think this was bringing up more things or you kind of like debrief and then you do it again and then you debrief and then you do it again and then you do it again and again and again. You do probably like, I don't know, anywhere from like five to 10 repetitions of that in one session, depending on how much time you have. But um, that's just for one therapy session. And you basically work through that. You keep doing that, repeating that process over and over again until your body no longer responds or your mind no longer responds to that. So for me, it's very like, I don't know, like body oriented. Like if my body stops responding, then that kind of means that like my mind isn't, you know, being affected by the memory either. Um, I don't know if that's just me, but uh, I definitely feel a lot of like physical reactions. So that can take like anywhere from like, I don't know, like two or three sessions to like 20 sessions. Like it is all super subjective and it all depends on the person. But this is basically, like I said, a form of exposure therapy. And it's really good for people with PTSD or anxiety or whatever um, because of like the exposure that it is. It's basically like a controlled exposure therapy because you're in a safe environment. You're in a room with a therapist and you're kind of like vicariously like imagining this past situation and living through it again. Um, if that sounds horrible, you're right. It is. It actually kind of sucks. Because, like I said, you're put right back in that same position and that same, like, exact mindset and state that you were when whenever this occurred. And um, I remember the first memory that I did, the one when I was in preschool, this took me probably, like, three sessions. Like, three full, like, one-hour sessions. So, like, three hours total of EMDR to, like, have my body and my mind no longer respond to this um, memory. And the point of this whole therapy, I forgot to say this, it's basically when you have memories from your past that are traumatic or distressing um, that you haven't really processed correctly, it, it can still, they can still live in your body. If you guys are looking for something to read and you want to do some quote unquote light reading, um, read the book, The Body Keeps the Score. It basically talks about how um, your body contains all of your trauma and emotional memories and everything. And um, this is a great example. Like if you, if I, you know, I had that memory from preschool that was really hard for you. I'm not going to say it was traumatic because I was, you know, they just fucking took my blanket, but it was definitely difficult and hard. And I had a really big emotional response to it. And because of that huge emotional response, I might not have kind of like processed that and filed it correctly like think of your mind as kind of like a filing cabinet and instead of like you know having all these tabs and placing it in a very like correct spot like very specific correct spot I kind of just shoved all the papers in there and I just shoved it and closed the door and because of that I you know may not have processed it correctly so it could still live in my body and it could that could kind of show up in situations that I experience now even though like I am fully aware that I am now, you know, 20 years old, I'm living at college and I'm nowhere near, how, you know, where I was when I was in preschool. But um, 
certain things may trigger that emotional memory to react again, like subconsciously without me even knowing it. And that could be why I'm responding to certain environments and situations and having certain feelings because I didn't fully process this one memory, even if it was from when I was in fucking preschool. Like it doesn't matter. It literally will live in your body until it's correctly processed. And that is basically the whole point of EMDR. Um, That's why the R stands for reprocessing is to kind of, you know, take all those crumbled pieces of paper in the filing cabinet and flatten them out and, you know, put them in the place where they're supposed to be. Um, And it was weird because I didn't really know what to expect. I remember when my um, therapist had suggested this to me, she kind of explained it. I didn't really get it. And she sent me like this YouTube video to watch. You can go on YouTube. You can look up EMDR. Watch a video on it. They're like two, three minutes. And I watched it. And I was like, this is fucking wild. You know, like this is crazy. There's no way this shit works. Um, but I went into it. I was like, okay, yeah, let's try it. And on that like third session where this was, you know, my third session of doing EMDR. I don't even know how many like repetitions I had done of that like bilateral movement. But I remember the exact moment when I kind of when I like basically put that memory away when I like fi- reprocessed it and filed it correctly and it was doing another round of like I think I was doing eye movement at that point but it was you know another round of that eye movement I was just you know following her finger back and forth and back and forth and again like my body your body, at least for me, it kind of like as the sessions went on and as I did those repetitions, my body would respond less and less. And it was, you know, another repetition and it was going as it usually did. And then all of a sudden it was the fucking craziest thing. My mind just went absolutely completely blank. My mind went blank. My body just felt empty, but not empty in a bad way, empty in a good way empty in a like lighter feeling and like you know feeling in control and that was the craziest shit I have ever experienced in my life because I I went from like responding so viscerally to this one memory like hyperventilating and like tensing up so bad and like shaking to all of a sudden like my mind just you know went completely blank and I didn't feel anything and that like actually was the first time I have ever felt like I've had control over my brain ever and after you know at that time like 20 years of constantly battling anxiety like I mean like I said I told you guys I was like diagnosed with anxiety from a really young age like I had experienced it when I was you know like four or five six was when it started getting really bad and having like experiencing that every day and constantly every single day of my life I didn't feel like I had control of my brain if you have anxiety you you know exactly what I'm talking about you kind of feel like you're at the mercy of your brain it you know your thoughts come up and do can do whatever they want and you have no control over it and after I did EMDR and I had that one moment where my mind went blank I felt like I finally had control and I literally started crying (laughs) because I was like there's no way that this is real like there's no way that this just happened And I remember going home and feeling so fucking proud of myself, even though this was like a pretty simple memory to kind of like conquer. It wasn't something traumatic. It it was difficult, but it wasn't like really traumatic or anything. 
but I felt so fucking proud of myself because I put in so much work. Like I put in three hours of like just watching a fucking finger move back and forth. And I felt so proud of myself. And that was the first kind of boost of confidence I got of like, oh my God, I can control my mind. I can do that. When I never thought I would be able to do that ever in my entire life. If you had told me this like last year that I would be saying these things, I would not have believed you. Um, so that's kind of why, like why and when I started believing in EMDR. And the thing is, it is kind of a more controversial, um, treatment just because like some research uh, is showing that like certain parts of it, this is like really sciencey. I learned about this in my abnormal psych class, but basically like some parts of it aren't, you know, doing exactly what they're, they were told to do, but it still works nonetheless. It's confusing. I'm not going to go into it. If you really want to know what the controversy is, you can look it up. But I fully wholeheartedly wholeheartedly believe in this shit. So did my last therapist and so does my current therapist. Um, but the thing about EMDR is it really takes a toll on you. Um, and you wouldn't expect that. Like, you know, because I'm just sitting there either like watching a finger move back and forth or like feeling these like taps on my leg or whatever. But that shit is like really exhausting and it really catches up to you. Um, and I kind of forgot about that because, you know, last summer I was exhausted all the time because I was putting in hours of work every day, basically going through all, my entire childhood and my entire life, digging up all the shit. I've talked about this before, um, which is exhausting in and of itself. But I forgot how exhausting EMDR is like by itself. And this was the first time I've kind of done it like by itself without having all of these other things that I was also doing for therapy. And it's weird because you don't really feel like in the moment that it's going to take a big toll on you like emotionally um, until like a couple days later and then you kind of start to feel it. It's it's fucking odd. But I guess I started like noticing it this week because I started it again this week. Um, But like a couple days ago, I was like, man, I'm feeling like really down. And I'm not going to say depressed because like I don't use that word lightly that, you know, if I say that I'm depressed, it means I'm in a major depressive episode. But I was definitely feeling more towards the side of like the scale of like being really down. And I remember that I was like, why the fuck am I feeling this way? And that really frustrates me when I don't know why I'm feeling down or depressed or whatever. It frustrates me. So I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, why the fuck am I feeling like this? Like, I just want to curl up in bed and like cry. And then I remembered, oh shit, I did EMDR this week. And that's probably why I'm feeling like shit. Because even if you're not like, I wasn't thinking about the EMDR session that I had. I wasn't thinking about that memory that I was working through this week. I wasn't thinking about that, but subconsciously your brain is processing all this stuff and it's working to consolidate memories and, you know, create new connections with your neurons and strengthen synapses and whatever. You can get as scientific-y as you want, but it's doing all this stuff. You don't really realize it. And that can take a toll on your mood, which again, crazy, um, But that's kind of what I've been dealing with with this week. And I wanted to talk about it because I think 
EMDR has, you know, done a lot for me and changed a lot for me. Um, and starting it again, I'm really excited, even though it basically is exposure therapy to like my worst memories. But for me, it is an exciting thing to work on because I know that I'm I'm actively doing work like I'm actively working through trauma and memories and things that are still fucking with me to this day, you know, and um, this memory that I'm working on now is more of a recent one happened like, you know, maybe like a year and a half ago. And this is the first time that I've kind of done it with something more recent, which is interesting because you know, for the memories that I was working on when I was a kid, those you don't really remember a lot of the contextual details. Like, I don't know what was said, you know, like, I don't remember what was said or in what order things happened. But I, I had this very, like, clear image, like imagery in my head of what I looked like and where I was at that time. But I don't remember context. So it was really easy for myself to imagine how that felt physically. And like emotionally, but for this like more recent memory, I feel like it's been harder for me to put myself there emo- like physically and emotionally. And that's weird because that was kind of like the whole point of when I was doing it the first time, that's like the biggest thing that I felt. And this time it's more of like, you know, my body is responding and it's like reacting to this memory, but I'm also having all of these other thoughts flood into my head. You know, like it's not, it wasn't just limited to what I was thinking in that moment. It's more of like, it's kind of pulling at all of the worst things that I think about myself were colliding kind of in my head when I was doing this EMDR. And that was weird because I hadn't really had that before. And, you know, I told my therapist, like, it's weird because all of these other things are coming up. Like it's not my, my mind isn't just sticking to this one specific memory. Like it feels like just these words and phrases are like floating through my head of all these horrible things that I think about myself. And that's when she was like, well, that's probably a big indicator that this has affected a lot more of your life than you thought. Even though this happened only like a year and a half ago, that it can still affect a lot about your life today. And I was like, okay, well, great. Thanks. (laughs) That fucking sucks. Um, But I don't know. I don't know. Like, I know that this is very, like, scientific-y. And I don't know if you guys actually really fucking care. But I love talking about this stuff. I think EMDR is absolutely fascinating. Um, And it also kind of leads me into my other topic that I wanted to talk about today which is um doing like working on your inner child and I know that you're saying like Jane that's so fucking stupid like you are probably thinking that I'm the most like oh just go get some essential oils and crystals and heal your inner child like I know how that sounds like trust me if you if you would have told me that I'd be working on my inner child now like I probably would have said the stupidest thing I've ever heard but honestly, that shit is insane. Working on your inner child, I'm going to break it down into some really simple terms. It basically just means, at least for me, connecting with and having sympathy and understanding and compassion for my younger self. You have basically a thousand little yous lined up in, you know, in your brain. 
about, you know, there's me from when I was three, then there's me from when I was seven and like all, you know, all these different stages of my life. And I can visualize like a specific, like what I looked like and what I was wearing and all the stuff, like there are little tiny little mini me's that are still kind of living inside of me. And this work, you know, I did a lot of it over the summer and that was just kind of going through my childhood and breaking down certain things and finding compassion for myself in those moments. And even like, (laughs) I remember I wrote a letter to my younger self because this was, you know, this was around a time when I was like really going through it having these big realizations that kind of turned my world upside down. And it was these big realizations that made me finally start having compassion and sympathy for my younger selves. And writing that letter, I broke down crying. (laughs) It was horrible, (laughs) but it was honestly, it felt really like healing. Um, And I would honestly encourage everyone listening right now, take five, 10 minutes, write a little message to your younger self. Whether it's you from kindergarten or you from high school or even you from fucking last week. Write a little message to yourself. Be compassionate. Be kind. Because once I started showing compassion to my younger self, that's when I started to finally have self-love towards my current self now. Like who I am now. And it took away that like self-hatred of like blaming myself for things and, you know, nitpicking little tiny things about myself and not ever feeling good enough. Because once I started looking at like those little me's, those little Jadens that were just trying to like survive and like were doing the best that they could at the time, it's that's when I started having that sympathy and that compassion. And all of that like self-hate it just it didn't make sense because it was like how could you hate on this little girl with like pigtails and wearing like her fucking pajamas to school like how could you hate on that little girl and it also made me have a lot of anger not at myself but anger at like the people who were caring for me or you know it did make me really angry with my parents but it also made me angry with you know some of my teachers and my soccer coaches any like kind of adult influence in my life who I thought mistreated me at that time or didn't support me as they should have or as well as they could have that made me angry and it kind of took all of that self-hatred and disappointment and turned that outwards and I know that that you you know you're probably like well Jane you're just blaming other people not yourself I'm not talking about that okay I fully accept blame and responsibility when I fuck up and when you know I could have done something better but I'm talking about a child like like a literal child who you know was doing the best that they could and the people who were caring for them weren't doing the best that they could or they would just were they weren't doing something right, you know? And that altogether, that finding that self compassion and even having that like anger 
or frustration with some of the people in my life, that was what started healing my quote unquote inner child. And it definitely is not easy. I probably would say that's the hardest kind of work that I've done because of how, you know, integral it is to your life. You know, your childhood made you exactly who you are today. And working through that and going, you know, to memories that you never want to think of again, definitely not fun or easy. Really fucking hard for sure. But the the outcome and the payoff that I've seen is like unbelievable. I never would have gotten to the space where I am today if I didn't work on my inner child. And I'm not saying that just because I did it once and I, you know, I worked on it for a couple months. That doesn't mean that I'm like fucking cured forever, you know, because I'm still doing that work today. Even, you know, doing the EMDR with a memory from a year and a half ago. That is like my younger self. That was me at that time. It was like freshman year Jaden. And I can still have compassion for her. Even though she's not like two feet tall wearing like pigtails and a cute little skirt. Like I can still find compassion for myself from like a year ago, a year and a half ago, whatever. And you kind of realize that all of your, the versions of your younger self, they all kind of needed different things at certain times. Sometimes they, for me at least, they kind of represent the things that I needed the most. Um, you know, I have like my middle school Jaden. I have my like freshman year of high school Jaden that just like, oof, she, she needed some love big time. Like, it's that type of thing where they kind of all represent different things. Like, you know, that freshman year of high school, me represents me wanting to fit in and feel accepted. And then, you know, the me from like a year and a half ago that I'm kind of working with now just wanted to be loved and cared for and felt wanted to feel safe. And if you kind of go back and you start, you know, labeling these different parts of you, I mean, it all ties back to these basic essential things that you need. Love, compassion, safety. I mean, I I can like draw a map of where all of these things popped up in my life. And again, it, it's something that you can, you have access to. Like if you pick up a piece of paper and a pen and you just write down some very specific like little use from your time in life. You know, like I have this very specific one of like me when I was like probably nine or 10 playing soccer and having like these coaches that exploited you and, you know, put you down so much and just actually like beat all of the self-confidence you had out of your, (laughs) out of you. Um, And, you know, if I write her out, I can say exactly what she needed at that time, what she was feeling, what she needed most how the people around her were contributing to it and I can then take that and say okay if I'm in a situation where I'm feeling like for example like I want to feel accepted I want to feel accepted and I want to feel like I fit in okay like which younger part of myself is probably showing up right now well that's probably me from freshman year of high school 
And then because I know exactly kind of like what part of me is like poking their head out and saying, hello, please help me. I can then like focus on getting myself what I need in that moment. So here's an example of when this would pop up. If I'm at a party now, if I go to a bar, whatever, and I'm feeling awkward, I honestly 99.9% of the time I feel awkward as fuck and socially anxious and I just feel like I am sticking out like a sore thumb and in that moment I can think okay I'm feeling awkward like I don't want to be here like I want to be invisible what part of myself is probably showing up right now that is definitely Jaden from freshman year of high school okay now that I know that what can I do to better support myself right now Okay, I can ask my friends, hey, I'm feeling really awkward. Do you think you could hype me up a little bit right now? Something as simple as that and knowing exactly what you need based on the younger versions of yourself that also needed that same thing is extremely powerful. And I don't know, it it shows up in weird ways. And once you start noticing it, it's like, oh, fuck, like, I really am like the same person I was when I was five years old, you know, like I really am still wanting that validation and that love and attention and whatever. And it's been like 10 something years and I still feel like this, which is fine. Totally okay. It honestly makes me have more compassion for myself and saying, okay, well, that's okay. Because the younger you that's showing up right now, she just needed a hug. So let's cut you some slack. And let's figure out what you need right now. And I think that's why inner child work has impacted me so much. And like kind of been the catalyst for my healing. Because once I felt compassion for those younger parts of myself. It was almost impossible to hate myself now. Because I am all of those little parts of myself put together. And I'm not saying that you're going to feel like this amazing, like, oh my God, I'm perfect. I love myself so much, like every day. I'm, that is absolutely not the case. I still have days when I feel like shit. Like today, I feel like shit. Yesterday, definitely felt like shit too. And that's okay. But, you know, coming back and kind of taking inventory and being like, okay, I'm feeling like shit. What can I do to nurture myself today? Let's like connect with my younger self for a minute because I really need to find some compassion in this moment. And, you know, bringing up, I have like pictures of myself on my phone and like my iPad screensaver is a picture of me when I was like six with my childhood dog. And when I open that and I look at that picture, it's like, how could I ever hate this little girl on the screen? How could I ever hate her? Okay. Now I'm feeling a little bit more compassionate towards myself because I'm looking at this picture of me and I'm like, oh my God, I'm so cute and innocent and I just need to love on that person a little bit. And that's what really helps. And I had this really fucking weird dream. I know this sounds really off topic, but it connects to this, I swear. But I had this really weird dream and um, it was like a couple nights ago and I usually like I don't remember my dreams ever um I wake up and I usually have like an emotional feeling about like oh fuck I feel like shit that dream must have sucked or like I feel great that must have been a great dream whatever but I remember I woke up 
and I initially forgot the dream and then later in the day I was watching a tv commercial and like there was like a little girl running across the screen or something and like immediately my dream came back to me and like I remembered what I was dreaming about and in this dream I remember I was watching my younger self play soccer it was a soccer game up in like northern California in this one tournament that I went to like every year and I saw myself playing soccer and I remember after the game I went up to you know where the team was and I could see all of you know my friends as their younger selves because you know a lot of my friends now are still people that I played soccer with and seeing all of them was like adorable and then I remember seeing myself and my younger self saw me and got the biggest smile on her face and literally ran towards me and gave me the biggest hug ever. And I remember crying like in the dream, me, the older me in the dream was just crying. I could still I, I can still like feel what it felt like to like hug her. And I don't like I am a big believer in like dreams have to do with either subconsciously or consciously what you're you've been dealing with lately and like seeing in that moment and having that emotional experience in a dream of like like physically hugging my younger self was actually like one of the most beautiful experiences I've ever felt in my life like I don't think I've gotten close to that feeling of like euphoria and sadness at the same time ever but I just felt like so much overwhelming love for my younger self in that moment. And it was a fucking dream that like that had to be part of, you know, my mind trying to connect with my younger self and trying to heal my inner child. And I know that this sounds so fucking crazy. And you're like, Jane, shut the fuck up. Like nobody wants to hear about your essential oil almond mom, like what you're saying. But I'm telling you, like this shit is crazy how effective it is and how impactful it's been on my life and that's kind of like the first thing whenever you know someone's like I don't know what to do I feel like shit and I you know want to change I want to have some type of change in my life I want to feel better I don't want to feel like shit all the time I want to feel happy and alive the first thing that I like want to tell people is work on your inner child. If you have a therapist, tell them, hey, this is what I'm thinking. Like maybe I want to start working on my inner child. See what they say. If they're like, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Awesome. Start that. If they're like, yeah, I don't know if you're ready for that yet. Or I don't know. I was thinking this. Whatever. Doesn't matter. At least you brought it up. But seriously, this shit actually changed my life. Combination of EMDR and inner child work like actually like I said changed my life period point blank period and what I'm doing now like reconnecting and doing inner child work again feels really good because I didn't know when I'd be doing it again because you know like once I got done with treatment over the summer it was kind of like okay I'm going back to therapy for more of like maintenance you know I've done my digging into my past for the past four months like maybe let's just let's just do some maintenance let's keep it really chill and not (laughs) stress myself out while I go back to school but now that I'm in a place again where I can start working again through some stuff 
and working with my inner child again, it feels really good. And luckily my therapist, like her favorite thing to do is do inner child work. So that definitely works in my favor. Um, but this type of stuff, not only is it effective, but it's also really fulfilling. I feel so fulfilled when I leave and I feel better knowing that I am taking care of the younger parts of myself that didn't have the care that they needed or the compassion that they needed at that time. And again, I'm not going to say it's easy. The shit is really hard, but it's so, so, so worth it. And I, like I said, I don't know where I would be today if I didn't do that inner child work. So hug your younger self today. Give yourself a little squeeze. <laughs> I don't know. Pull, ask your mom to send you some old, you know, photos of when you were a kid and just like, look at them. And like, I don't know, imagine giving yourself a hug because <laughs> that's honestly probably what you need right now, even if you don't really know it. Um, okay. That was a long one, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, I love you all dearly. Thanks for sticking around with my very inconsistent um, schedule and <laughs> dropping episodes just whenever I want to. Uh, yeah, I don't know. This was a, this was a good episode. I'm really glad I got to talk about it. Um, yeah. So again, hit me up if you have any ideas of what you want me to talk about. Um, my Instagram is at Jane Scalise. Um, give me a little rating, you know, on Spotify when you can like give a podcast a rating, like five, five stars, four stars, three stars, whatever give me a little rating. I'd love to see what you guys are thinking. Um, and yeah, that's it for this week and I will talk to you guys soon. Okay. Bye.